0: Hello and welcome back, people, to the Start Simple podcast with me, Andy. First and foremost, depending when you listen to this, happy new year. This is the first and unplanned podcast of 2024. Um, I wasn't actually going to be releasing or recording an episode today, but for context, I started writing a post for Instagram and I realized I had far too much to say, and it was better to be put out on a podcast. So I continued to write the post and then read it, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to speak that because that could be a 15, 20 minute episode of a podcast, and people don't read posts on Instagram these days. So as always, if you find the episode useful, if you learn something from it, which I think a lot of you will, um, please do share the podcast. Now, I'm going to just do a little bit of a shameless plug in that this is being released on the 1st of January. A week from today, the 8th of January, my Fat Loss Blueprint Group program will be starting. Um, You can find loads more information specifically about that on my Instagram page, or of course, just message me. But for anybody who listens to the podcast, I, I, again, you don't realize how much impact the, the podcast actually has on, on like my business and life. So anybody who's listening to the podcast and maybe you're interested in signing up for the Blueprint, if you sign up from now, I am going to offer you a 10% discount on that uh, program. So it'll come down to just £18, £9, which is dramatically underpriced for a six-week program that is effectively better than most one-to-one coaching programs, to be honest. So if you do want to find out more about that, please message me on Instagram, We'll get that sorted and make sure that you've got a space in time for the 8th of January. Um, And I suppose that leads quite nicely into what I'm going to be talking about today in terms of starting a fat loss phase, because listen, I can, I can preach about um, how to manage January and dieting and all these different things. But the reality is a lot of you are going to wake up this morning and you're going to be like, right. I'm going into a diet and that's cool. That's your choice. Fat loss is a choice that we're all entitled to make. I personally am going into a fat loss phase myself in January. And I just want to give you maybe a different outlook and different perspective on how to go about fat loss at this time of year. And not just this time of year, how I'd go about fat loss any time of year. Um, I'll give you some of the things that I'm going to be doing and a bit of an understanding to it. Because a lot of the information that you see that's targeted at people who want to diet and want to lose weight at this time of year is often very dangerous approaches, to be honest with you. They they prey on people's insecurities and it often leads to very restrictive diets. And then there's a day in January and I can't remember what it's called, but it's got a name and it's like the day where everybody gives up on the goals or something. What's it called? I can't remember, but there's a day in January where it's like known apparently that people don't see through the goals. Maybe you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so I want to talk to you about starting a fat loss phase and how... That should be done. Now, this is really, really important because a lot of people actually set themselves up to fail from the very first moment they begin a diet, especially at this time of year, especially if you're that person who it's the first of January, like today is the day. Because If we look at the last couple of weeks, if we look at what certainly the Christmas period does to people or the period before, often even like it doesn't have to be Christmas, but a time where you're getting ready to begin a diet. If that period has looked a little bit messy, for want of a better word, if it's like off the back of a holiday is a common one that happens. And obviously, again, this time of year is off the back of Christmas and New Year where your routine is out of um, your routine is out of can't think of the word. But your routine is out. Um, maybe your sleeping pattern is off. Your eating pattern is off. Maybe you're not training properly. Um, you're not in a, the regular structure of your week. If we go from absolutely none of that being in place to you trying to jump straight into a deficit, you're literally setting yourself up to fail. So, I said there that I'm going into a fat loss phase, and I've actually begun my fat loss phase today. Today is the first day. Today being the first of January when I'm recording this, being the first day that I've put myself into a deficit. However, I've actually spent probably the last five days, well, since Boxing Day, preparing for that. So I knew that sort of after the Christmas period, I was going to be going into a deficit from January, but I also knew that through the Christmas period up until Boxing Day, I'd consumed alcohol. I knew that my meals that I was eating was I'd eaten a lot of foods out or different times. My sleeping pattern was not even close to what it would normally be like throughout a normal period when I'd be in work and everything else. So I literally spent four or five days from like twenty sixth to the 31st. So yeah, five days where the actual focus for me was just getting a bit of a routine back, was getting myself back into a regular routine with training and sleeping. And again, I've mentioned sleeping again, because it is so important. Sleep underpins everything we do with our health and fitness. And if your sleep is off, you're going to struggle with, with any goal that you're working towards, but particularly fat loss, because it impacts things like hunger, energy levels, fullness, um, so I literally spent that sort of period over the, between sort of Christmas and New Year for me was just spent eating at regular times again. Because again, when during Christmas, you're sort of picking away a little bit. You eat out, you have fre- meals with fre- friends, family, whatever. So just literally spending a a, a week, or again, five days, whatever, who's counting? I've um, just... Okay, well, I'm eating breakfast at the same time, eating my dinner at the same time, eating my tea at the same time. I'm back into a bit of an eating routine. Again, it doesn't have to be calorie perfect at this point because again, this is just about getting you back into a little bit of a routine before you go into a deficit. Because if you don't have any of these things in place, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful with a deficit anyway. Now, again, I'm saying this for maybe somebody who's just trying to get back into things. If you're if you struggled with dieting for a very very long time. This might be longer than a week process. It might be two, three weeks. Actually, the first phase of my one-to-one coaching program is literally just getting these things in place for people. Um, So the first thing I'd prioritize before going into a deficit is just spending. Spending. And again, depending on you as an individual, maybe that actually Christmas is quite a settled period for you, in which case you can go straight into that deficit. But if not, just get your sleep and your eating and things like that on point for three or four days and just get back into routine before you put yourself into a deficit. And I'll talk about putting yourself into a deficit in a minute. Now, in terms of measuring progress when we're going into a fat loss phase scale weight is obviously probably the most popular way that people use to to measure fat loss which is fine i would just always take it with a pinch of salt and my advice to all my clients is tends to be weigh daily now again we can take averages here and it shows us just a little bit of a clearer picture that's what i'm doing myself is that i'm weighing daily but it's completely dependent on you as an individual if you if weighing yourself daily brings about anxiety brings about worries brings about fears i don't think it's worth it but when The more you do it, the more you just understand that that number is just literally a number and it's a data point. Now, if the reason that you weigh daily and you don't like weighing daily is because maybe, and I, I see this a lot where every single weekend you see the numbers increase and it's like, well, is it that you don't like weighing daily or is it actually that the fact that that happens makes you realize that certain times of the week you're not working towards your goals? There is a difference. But again, however you're going to measure progress, if you're going to weigh yourself, I suggest weighing daily and taking averages. Of course, you can take progress photos because you're going to see visual signs of fat loss or measurements. Next thing that I'd be doing if I was going into a fat loss phase, personally, I would be tracking my calories. You can, of course, lose weight without tracking. I've spoken about this many times on the podcast before. The benefits of tracking is one, keeps you a bit more accountable, makes you actually see what's going on, and two. I cannot stress this enough. And honestly, I must say this every other week on the podcast or with clients or on social media, not a single person who is listening to this podcast, not a single one of you can accurately estimate your calorie intake. You can't, even if you're like, no, 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 I can't. No, you can't. Even if you're still like, no, nah, I think I can't. No, you can't. Studies continuously show us that humans are there's no other way of putting it, pretty rubbish at being able to estimate how many calories they've consumed. We underestimate on average by around 500 calories. This is shown in not just, um, it's shown in nutritionists, dieticians, and here, here's a really good example. So I've began to track my own calories, as I said, and this morning I tracked my breakfast. Now I have the same thing for breakfast most mornings, whether I'm dieting or not, I'm going to come to sort of meal choices in a little bit, Um, but it's scrambled eggs on toast. If you'd asked me just off the top of my head, how many calories were in my scrambled eggs on toast normally, I would very quickly just answer 500. Very, very quickly. That would just be the number that would come to my mind. I tracked my scrambled eggs on toast this morning. It was actually 650 calories because of the amount of butter and the things that I was adding into it to be able to cook it. So just in one meal alone, I was actually, I would have underestimated it by 150 calories. Now, if I did that for every meal across the course of the day, which of course is very easy to do. I would probably have underestimated my own day by four or 500 calories without really thinking about it. In fact, literally just thinking about this now, uh, honestly, this has just come to me on the podcast. I've not tracked. I forgot to track my morning coffee. That's about 200 calories. Literally only came to my mind just then because I'm talking about the podcast. This is why I track. This is why I suggest tracking because it can just keep you that more accountable. But even when doing it, it's easy to forget things. Now, if I wasn't tracking, if I was just estimating all day, be like, I think I'm in a deficit. I would have underestimated my breakfast. I would have completely forgot to take into account that coffee, which now, after recording this podcast, I'll add it to my fitness pal. Um, So I would suggest tracking. Now, I suggest for most people taking your maintenance calories and reducing that by 10 to 15%. So let's say, for example, let's do some quick maths here. Let's say that your maintenance calories is 2,000, reducing your from the... I can't speak... Reducing your calories from 2,000 by 15% would put your deficit at 1,700 calories. I suggest going around that. You can, of course, go more aggressive. My advice for people who want to go more aggressive is, one, depending on your relationship. Honestly, if you've been dieting for a long time and you have a poor relationship with food, I don't suggest you do it. My advice to people who want to go aggressive is, one, you better be on point with your nutrition. You better be eating mostly single-ingredient foods, meals all cooked from scratch. I'm going to come to that in a minute and have a really good understanding of your nutrition. Now, I personally, I'm going a little bit more aggressive, but for a slightly different reason. And this will apply for more males than it will females. Now, for me to reduce my calories by 20 to 25%, my maintenance calories is 2,800, okay? So I can drop my calories by 25% roughly, to 2,100, that's how many I'm going to eat to be in a deficit, I can eat 2,100 calories, which is a lot of food, again, when I manage it well, and still be in a deficit, very, like, a fairly aggressive deficit. I don't recommend 25% for most people, but there is a space to be a little bit more aggressive with your deficit. Again, that's completely individual. My advice to you guys listening to this, the majority of you, 10 to 15 percent. If you do have quite high maintenance calories, again, this tends to be males more than it will females, maybe a little bit more aggressive isn't a bad thing. The next thing is do you need a time frame on your deficit? Now, again, completely, in, I mean, this one is actually goal dependent. If you have maybe a, a bigger amount of weight to lose or more weight that you want to lose, I don't recommend necessarily a time frame because ultimately you you just have to focus on a day at a time, a week at a time and the small steps. For me, I don't necessarily have a specific number in mind for my um, my own goal. I've set myself a time frame of seven weeks. The reason is in seven weeks, I'm going to be traveling back to Manchester. I've got a lot of things on and it's just not going to be as easy for me to, to be in a deficit at that period. So I'm quite comfortable with saying, okay, I'm going to go for seven weeks. The reason I go for seven weeks is because I know at that point, I've got a little bit more on, I'm going to be away, I'm not going to be as cooking as much, I'm not going to be, um, I was going to say in control of my food as much, but I'm just not going to be uh, in control of the cooking and things like that as much. And the reason for my own goal is is much more related to performance than anything else. So again, I know that in seven weeks, I'm, I'm going to be fairly happy with, with where I'm at. However, for you, do I recommend a time frame? If you can answer the question how I just have, if you can just if you're okay with saying, do you know what? There's not a number in mind that I want. I just know that if I go into a deficit for a little period of time, I'm going to feel a little bit better. I'm going to be a bit more comfortable in myself. Then yeah, set yourself a time frame. Why not? If again, you have maybe a bigger weight loss goal or um you're working towards it for slightly different reasons. I don't recommend having a time frame because it it can just add unnecessary pressure. Again, I think your mindset towards dieting... Can you tell why I didn't write this as an Instagram post, by the way? I had so much to say. I think your mindset towards dieting is really important here. I have zero emotional attachment to fat loss. Like, no emotional attachment to it at all. Scale weight doesn't bother me. The number of calories I consume, whether it's high, whether it's low, whether I go over, whatever doesn't bother me. All, none of that stuff to me, and again, this has come through years and years of experience of this stuff, right? But I have no emotional attachment to it at all, which is why I can speak about some of the things how I am. Again, if you aren't in that position, if maybe you have, you're still struggling with your relationship with things like food and scale weight and exercise, I don't think putting a time frame on a diet is a great idea. Um, now, when it comes to your actual food choices, now this is one where, to be honest with you, I like to think that I'm very flexible in my coaching approach. approach, Coaching approach, yes, that's the right phrase. I like to think that I'm quite flexible in the advice that I give, in the way that I suggest people to to live and to manage life and to manage their nutrition and the diet. But I am also a, a big believer in compromise. If we say we want to achieve something Again, fat loss being the example here, but I think that applies for whether it's muscle gain, performance, all the different goals that we can talk about. That obviously has to be compromised, okay? And quite simply, if you want to make fat loss easier, the more meals that you cook from scratch, the better. Now, I say cook from scratch, and for some reason, that is now linked with people thinking that it's going to take 45 minutes of prep for every single meal. When I say cook from scratch, I'm talking about my eggs on toast this morning. That never takes me any more than 10 minutes. I'm talking about the fact that I'll have, tonight I'm going to have jacket potato, chicken breast, and some veg for my tea. In terms of prep time, less than five minutes takes about, I don't know, 45 minutes to cook, but obviously you're not sat staring at the oven the whole 45 minutes. I'm talking about a stir fry, which, again, 10 to 15 minutes max. Uh, A chicken wrap with some salad and veggies and bits like that less than five minutes. Cooking from scratch doesn't need to take forever. Um, Again, if you listen to the podcast and you want some help with that, I've got recipe books. I will happily send you a recipe book for free and show you some of the meal examples that you could have um, that don't take forever. But I do believe cooking from scratch, well, I don't believe eating more single ingredient foods is going to make fat loss so much easier. One, we can be more accurate with the amount of calories. To be honest with you, like places like if your diet is having like, I don't know, McDonald's four or five times a week and you're like, oh yeah, but look, it says 500 calories in a McDonald's. Like, come on, what genuinely, how great do you expect your results to be if you're eating McDonald's five times a week? I also like, I'm not a big believer in the calories that a lot of these places put on the menu. I just, I think it's, there's too much human error available. You don't know The portion size someone's going to put in, the sauces that they'll put on your burgers, the oils that they'll actually cook your your chips and everything and your burgers and stuff like that. And I'm not a big believer in the calories that I just don't think they're that accurate. The calories that a lot of places put on the menus anyway, I take it with a massive pinch of salt. So in my opinion, listen, obviously I'm not saying do not have anything you enjoy. I have a pizza every single week because I love pizza, but just be mindful if you have a fat loss goal, do you know, here's, here's the best thing I can say to anybody when it comes to this stuff. If you honestly were to have a look at your own diet and food choices, forget the calories that you think are in them. Completely ignore calories for a second. The actual quality of the food choices, how likely do you think you would be to get results? So when I say that, I mean, if you are, I don't know, having cheese on toast, McDonald's, a pizza, snacking on chocolate and crisps. Even if you think you've calorie counted it perfectly, do you really believe that that's the the food choices that are going to make you see progress? I think this is where we need compromise. And I think it's a realistic thing for us to say, to say, okay, can we make sure that we're primarily eating single ingredient foods, fruits, veggies, protein, and then maybe one or two meals a week. Yeah, you're going to eat out. You're going to be a bit relaxed. Maybe, again, I will probably have a pizza every single week because I love pizza but the rest of our meals would all be cooking from scratch type thing. So I think food choices is a huge one that people actually overlook nowadays. And I think, again, if you're going into a fat loss phase, be really smart with your food choices because it does. It makes a huge difference. I think alcohol is a huge one. Again, when I talk about expectations, how realistic do you think it is to achieve any goal? If there's a lot of alcohol involved, again, I'm not talking about your glass of wine with dinner on a Friday night, but if you're having a bottle of wine on a Friday night and then six gin and tonics on a Saturday and then a couple of drinks on a Sunday, not even just the fact that obviously the calories and alcohol, forget that, but the actual impact on your sleep, your energy levels, your training and performance, your actual willpower and desire to be successful will be knocked by excessive consumption of alcohol again, it's about compromise. Me personally, I would massively reduce, I probably won't drink alcohol at all during my dieting phase because it just doesn't serve the goal that I'm trying to achieve. And it's as simple as that. And I think again, when you you, you come back, I talk about emotion a lot because I think if you can take a step back and remove emotion and look at things a little bit more, there's a word, I can't think of it a little bit more logically and just have an overview and forget yourself in this for a minute, but just have an overview and imagine it was somebody else. It's like, okay, what would I expect somebody who wanted to achieve this to be doing? And as soon as I ask you that question, the answer is probably going to be, well, I'd expect them to, to be aware of the calorie intake, to have a good routine with sleep. I'd expect them to eat healthy foods. I wouldn't expect them to drink that much. The things that I'm saying, you're not shocked by. It's only when you think about them for yourself the emotional attachment comes in. You're like, oh my God, how how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And it's like, okay, let's just pull back for a minute. It's not like we're forcing any of this on anybody. These are just the decisions that we probably have to begin to make. And then your steps. Now, steps gets overplayed, to be honest. Obviously, I say overplayed. That was the wrong phrase to use. The best thing you can do exercise-wise for fat loss is your general activity. So your step count, but it doesn't have to be 10,000 does not have to be 10,000. That's just a number that we decided means that you're relatively active. I will set myself an 8,000 step minimum. There's probably going to be a lot of days I'm well over that. But there'll be a few days where I'm just there or thereabouts and that's okay. I think as long as you're not on like 3,000 steps a day, you'll be okay activity wise. I would always say 6,000 as a minimum. But it's more about you just keeping active across the course of the day. Now, reality is, like I said, with steps the more you can do the better, but it's just people really stress out if they can't hit 10,000 steps a day. And it's like, especially time of year back home, if it's dark, cold, miserable, if you only do 6,000 steps a day, if you're doing everything else that I've just listed, 6,000 steps is fine. Okay. Um, and what I will say before I finish up, I haven't referred to exercise at all. I haven't referred to what you should be doing in the gym or, um, cardio or anything like that, because fat loss doesn't come from that fat loss will come from your diet again yes steps will play a huge like will play the only role from a movement standpoint but fat loss will come from your calorie intake and when you prioritize the things that i've spoken about already so i'll do a little recap for you now when you prioritize those things that's where you see results so to summarize everything i've just said first and foremost don't dive straight into a deficit get your routine on point get sleep on point point. If you're gonna measure progress, my recommendation is to be weighing daily and take an average, but again, that's down to you as an individual. If you want to track your cal my suggestion is track your calories if you're going into a fat loss phase and a deficit of 10 to 15 percent. I don't recommend using a time frame, but that's gonna come down to you as an individual. To notice, by the way, everything I'm saying is individual. Because fat loss is individual and your approach has to be individual. But I wouldn't set a time frame. I would focus more on being consistent every day and every week. I would be prioritizing healthier, singling. None of this stuff that I'm saying should surprise you, by the way. Prioritizing single ingredient food, being conscious of the calorie intake and also the quality intake of the food that you're consuming. Be realistic with expectations when it comes to things like alcohol and takeaways and everything else. And steps, just, just be active. 6,000 as a minimum. If you can do more, amazing. And... I think that is it. Now, like I said, my Blueprint program starts on the 8th of January. There is going to be a discount available for anybody listening to the podcast who would like a space. But in the meantime, if you have questions about that, please just drop me a message on Instagram. Happy New Year to all of you. I will be back at the end of this week with another episode. See you then.